A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Salem, and I just sipped tea with Temisan on Tea with Tay. Hello, hello, welcome to another brand new episode of Tea with Tay Pod, the only podcast that brings you to tea as they hot. And speaking about tea, this episode is proudly sponsored by my face, Lipton. Now, today my guest is a content creator's creator slash coach like if you are a content creator and you ever was looking for inspiration or if you ever were looking for inspiration he's your guy he's a content creator entrepreneur a teacher and an overall coach in all ramifications of life my guest today is salem king please put your hands together for my guest they put the intro they must be they must be too I'm like, I see me talking uh, about this. This is already That's else. why they do my guests too. May I nice gas one, them nice up one. before they're ready? Nice one. How it's are working. you, my brother? It's so good to have you. I'm very mm. well. And every Thank time I see you, I'm just like, this boy too know it, too sappy. You know? I, I, I think I'm smart. But you, you just give me a run for my money. Just put your hands together for my <laughs> guest again. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling all right. It's, it's, it's an afternoon in Lagos. As all right as, you know, an, a Lagosian can be. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So you're a full-fledged Gushan now, now? Unfortunately. <laughs> it must be tough. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it, right? So we know you as the content creator's creator, the guy that will inspire the other content creators to be themselves, but how would you describe yourself? Huh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, the way I like to think about myself is just someone who shows people who they are. Um, that's what I'm always trying to do. When I first started making content... I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't even know it was content. I just knew that I had ideas. I had stuff I'd learned and I wanted to share with other people. I wanted to teach, but I didn't want to present my ideas the way most people would. Because it's almost like most people who would teach on social media were teaching like, oh, I have my life together. So here's how you can get your right. own life. But 
I was 21 years old. <laughs> and when you want to teach people when you are 21, what do you really want to teach them about life? So I just figured, uh, how do I share what I know in a way that people find relatable? People see themselves in my story and feel like, oh, this guy, okay, this guy is actually going through this thing too. So, you know, maybe he can help me. And yeah, that's just how I started. I just, I just wanted to show people who they are, you know, in the process of finding out who I am myself. Yeah, you know that, that's so amazing because at twenty one you you were already on that wavelength where you actually wanted to teach people and you know just inspire people. It shows that you're very self aware, right? Yeah. And I'm wondering what you, your childhood was like, what your influences were like for you yeah. to be this person by twenty one. Please tell yeah. me about it. I you say twenty one, but I was that person when I was a teenager. I can imagine I'm, that you were even the same person at twelve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably. And I I owe it largely to my parents. Right. Um, my dad just always had a lot of books at home, like hundreds of books. Now that I've moved out of the house, my dad has so many books that they've turned my wardrobe into an extension of his library because he just he just was keeps he a buying professor? books. No, not a professor. He was a pastor and also a salesman. So um, the way I grew up was with my dad being a professional. Uh, he's a pharmacist, but he also transitioned into sales, you know, and worked for a lot of multinationals. Right. And he was also a very devout Christian. So he was a pastor, he was a part-time minister. And then at some point he left the corporate world entirely, became Jesus. a full-time minister, then went back to the corporate <laughs> world again. So that's the person that I was, that's the life that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. My parents, like, I watched my parents sort of live out their walk with God. So it wasn't just this family where, oh, you know, we're Christian, so you have to be Christian. Right. It was one where they encouraged us to ask questions. You know, my dad liked it when you come to when you came to him and asked him something like, who who created God? You know, stuff like yeah. that. Like, he loved what would, to... What would his answer be then? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking that question. The, the good thing about it is he would, like if he didn't know, he could say, oh, I don't know. I'm going to do some research and I'll get back mm-hmm, to you on mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So that's the person I grew up around. That's the knowledge I was exposed to as a child. Mm-hmm. So when you were bored, my dad would be like, oh, there's a shelf full of books. Go and read. You know, and I would read and I didn't understand it. But by the time I was going to uni, I'd read a bunch of John Maxwell. I'd read Miles Monroe. I'd right. read... I did not understand those books, but they were in my head. <laughs> right? So when I did need the knowledge, it was there. It, it came from somewhere. And just that general atmosphere of being able to ask questions mm-hmm. was something that helped me so much because I don't feel like that's encouraged in Nigerian schools. Yes, You know, it's yes, like, oh, yes. you just study to pass. You study yes, to... Yes. But at home, we could ask questions. Mm-hmm. In morning devotion, like after reading everything, we would then have time to mm-hmm. ask questions and be like, oh, you know, why is this like this? You know, and ask those questions in morning devotion. So that's the childhood I had. I went to university r- r- quite early. I was, I had just turned 15 when I went to university. Uh, went to a private uni for four years. Went what to, uni was that? Madonna University. Okay. So I went to Madonna University. And after Madonna University, I went to... Uh, I did my NYS in Ocean State. Mm-hmm. Stayed there the whole year. And after that, I got a job in, in real estate. But I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. Right. I thought I might become like a motivational speaker. You know, <laughs> like a fellow or something. <laughs> but while I was waiting for that to happen... Because when you're 21 and you want to teach... 
where you where you go see people gather people yes, to say see. you want to teach them. What I know you how Nigerians can be say what is this but you know want to for twenty one years. Yeah, but social media was just like the low hanging fruit way to yeah, just but, pull my ideas out. But I I I I want to know what you were like in secondary school because of your background at home where you know your father had all the books. People were probably educated educated at home. Yeah, how did that translate in school? Like, who were who did you become in school? You know those kids that had a different upbringing from their home their fathers were you know much more educated yeah they were different in class yeah to be honest the schools i went to there were a lot of kids like me i was not special oh right <laughs> yeah right. um my parents were not like super rich but they were mm-hmm. very intentional about where they made us go to school i went to school with a lot of really rich kids like people will be say on visiting day you see you see what they brought for them and mm-hmm. i just like are we no. poor <laughs> 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 now, Abuja, you did, no, bro. So it was. I, I actually went to school in Kaduna, but even my school in oh, Kaduna, right. there were a lot of people that came from right. Abuja to our boarding school. So I wasn't really special in mm-hmm. school. But the thing that did stand out is I went to school really early. Uh, when I went to boarding school for the first time, I was twelve years old. Every other person in my class was like fourteen, fifteen. So I was really small. Mm. And my first term in boarding school, it was, I was just a child. I didn't know that there were rules around, mm-hmm. you know, how to behave in boarding school and everything. But after, after like one or two terms, I sort of studied behavior in school and saw that, oh, okay. You get one person, we go crack one joke, it'll be funny. And somebody else can crack the same joke and nobody will laugh. So I was like, what's the dynamic there? Like, why are people, why why are some people cool and some people are not cool? At what age were you already understanding this dynamic? 12. So I was thinking, like, why why are some people, you know, why is it that some people have the attention of the girls even though they know fine? Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who are cute, but like, girls just think, yeah, They're dead. you know? So, so I was checking all those things, like, and I realized, oh, there's, there's some politics at play. I, of course, I didn't know the word politics yes, at that time, yes. but I just knew that there was some elements to them yeah. exactly so I, I started to clean up my act ah! <laughs> so I started to like really clean up make sure my uniforms were always ironed I was always clean and I stopped playing around like you know how anybody who was young would play yeah, around around because yeah. if you're a big boy and you play around whatever you do becomes cool but when you're small like me and you play, they go say, "Not small picking, they worry around. So you didn't want to be the small picking? I didn't want to be the small Why? Picking. I decided I was not. I needed to be respected. I love bro. it. I needed reps, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I cleaned up my act. I realized that, okay, when a certain person who has reps is your friend, you have more reps. You so know? you associated? I, started, I began to associate oh and all God. that. Which which worked out well for me. You know, I, I got a girlfriend. When you have mm-hmm. a girlfriend, you have more reps because yeah. it means you, you're able to convince somebody to you know so <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did all of that stressful. but it, it wasn't until I was graduating from uni that I realized that I didn't really allow myself play mm-hmm. so like there was a whole period of my life that passed me by I was a teenager and I was in university mm-hmm. right like I didn't have a normal teenage life where I didn't do anything fun it was but we, I, I got into school, uni at 15 though like yeah. it was but I still I think did I play? I played small. I I had a. Are you serious? Well, I was working mostly, but I was yeah. also playing because my my mean my work was mostly like modeling. So we we're always at events. Yeah. I played a bit, but I was always very focused. Yeah. yeah, and that thing where as a child we now focus on work and being seen as serious can mm-hmm. rub off of of that childhood playfulness that yeah. we 
Yeah. Probably need then when we're not in an adulthood, now become Agbayas trying to Exactly. That's me now. That's, <laughs> see, I didn't wear t shirt everywhere. <laughs> I'm no, not but overdoing still, it. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I no, still for it. now. Exactly. So, but that that period, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a smolly that was respected. Right. It also influenced how I learned to speak, how I learned to express myself. But why was that know? important to, important to you? Hmm, that's a beyond good the respect, right? Why was even post secondary school you still wanted to be respected and yeah. seen in a certain way? Why was that so important to you? I guess it's because I didn't really have anything else going for me yeah. except my brain. Mm. So I didn't I didn't play sports. Mm-hmm. I didn't well I used to sing but that mm-hmm. wasn't I I didn't play sports. I didn't I was not super book smart. So this was the thing that was going to be it for me like just being able to understand things beyond the surface, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things I used to do when I was in boarding school is so somebody could like Somebody could pick a fight with me and be beating me, right? And be saying stuff, and I would be correcting their English. Because yeah. that's what I had. Because one of those kids. <laughs> I was one of those kids. Because, like, you, you're, you're hitting me, but you can't even speak correct English. You know, like, that's what, <laughs> that's what I had. That's all I had. Exactly. So, um, I think I just really doubled down on um, just seeing my mind as my most valuable resource and just continuing to build on that. Yeah. Do you know, kids like that, especially when I was younger, it was, did he put on insecurity a bit? Because, you know, there are some kids who, they're not book smarts, mm-hmm. but they're so good looking, all mm-hmm. the girls want them. Yeah. There are some who, they are nerdy, they don't wear big bottle glasses from, <laughs> from age five or yeah. six. Yeah. But you cannot beat them in terms of like. Yeah. So they would always assume with the kids that. Uh-huh. And I feel like, you know, growing up, I just realized how insecure some of us were. Mm-hmm. That's why we did the things that we did. Yeah, at the time, we didn't know it was yes. insecurity, though. Yeah. You know, I just, me, I just felt you like... You wanted to be cool. I just wanted to be cool. Right. I just felt like there's these gaps. I need to fill them. What do I need to do to fill these gaps? These other guys, their papa get money. So they mm-hmm. have all, they have what it takes. You get, they can buy it. I mm-hmm. can't buy it. I need to earn it. You get. So that's how I was thinking about it, like okay, how do I be cool? How can I be strategic about mm-hmm. being cool? Of course, all those things, of course, it was insecurity. I was like a really skinny child. On top of the fact that I was small, I was very skinny. So they made fun of you anyway. Exactly. Ah, there was one period, <laughs> a whole year where my nickname was Breeze because like Breeze <laughs> could blow me away. I swear to God. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you don't look like Breeze right now though. But... I mean, God is good in God it. is good though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... It, there was some insecurity like yeah. in the mix somewhere there you know me just feeling like I wasn't really enough yes. and trying yes. to feel like I was enough and trying to get the external validation of Salem you are enough Yeah. so I mean nobody came to say you are enough mm-hmm. but when somebody was not ashamed to sit with you in class then you knew that okay it's, I've achieved yes. this status I feel like the depth brought you more friends that depth that you had exactly. brought you more friends Exactly. But, but I mean, but, at all cost. But when did that insecurity change? When did that position change? Both of you to assume it has changed. <gasps> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, um, I mean, even because, till now. Because we're still, like, even at, as adults, I'm still insecure about the things I was probably insecure exactly. in secondary school. Exactly. I just, I just have the words for it now. I just am able to articulate it in therapy now. You know, right. I'm, I'm able to process it. I'm able to talk to God about it. You know, I'm able to I'm able to speak to people that I look up to about these things. Like, why do I act the way mm-hmm. I do? You know, why 
is this more important to me than that? Yeah. Um, I think now I'm realizing that there are ways in which I still want to be a rebel, mm-hmm. right? But... And I'm still stubborn about those things. For example, all my content is in black and white, right? That's just one of the ways that I'm just like, oh, you want me to do color? I will never do color and I will, I will be successful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who are you fighting with? <laughs> I just I just tried to prove a point I to, know, I know to know somebody who's not even listening. Yeah. But it's just like mostly to myself. Um, but also, yeah, there's there's a sense in which I've always felt like I need to be rebellious in order mm-hmm. to just feel like I'm not like going with everybody. With f- yeah. Because yeah. I, I I never want to feel like, oh, everybody's yeah. going this way, that's why I'm going this way. Mm. Even if I'm going along with everybody, I need to know that there is a reason why. Yes. I'm going with everybody, mm. not just the fact that that's where the majority of people are going. So it's not exactly a commitment to self. It's more, I would be divergent. Exactly. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun, Abby. Yes. I would try it. And it <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about social media because um, I I think we almost started around the same time. No, you were done the work since you'd be 17. No, I'm social media. You, you showed me that one. Social media. I mean, social media. Go, go, go. We not started at the same time. When did, when, did, when did you start doing social media? Like 20, well, 2018. That's when loosely. I started. But okay. I started, because I remember that at, around the time, you, I knew the black and white videos from, yeah. I don't know, you stand somewhere by your window. Yeah. Against your, yeah. the I, backdrop yeah. was your room. I you in my parents' house at and, the time. And, you know, it would start like this. You go turn, you camera go turn, and I'm like, who be this new boy? We don't come Instagram again. Talk, talk. But you made so much sense at that age. And, you know, when I met you in Abuja, and I just looked at you, I, that's the first time I realized that you were actually really young. The black and white, the cover, the youth. <laughs> you understand? So, and I'm just like, where is all this knowledge coming from? And yeah. obviously, you wanted to be a teacher, but um, why did you use social media eventually? Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, like it was just the lowest hanging fruit to it. Yeah. Like I was already on Instagram. I was already um I was already using Instagram every day. So when I felt like, oh, I, I have something I'm learning and I want to share with somebody, even till now I'm still that guy. Like whenever I learn something, I want to teach somebody. Like mm-hmm. my friends ask them, you know, like I want to share this with somebody, like, oh, you know, have you thought about this perspective? Um, but of course, that becomes that gets old with friends because like you we just want to chill, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, come back. I need some of your friends who just think that you are too much. Please let's just chill and watch film. Yes. <laughs> my closest friend, like my oldest friend, we we're having a conversation like two days ago. He's like, bro, I can't even watch your videos. You are so corny. <laughs> and this is like my closest friend in the whole world. So how do you maintain that balance? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's my work. You know, um, I don't expect. My friends are not the target audience. Right. My family is not the target audience, and mm. I don't I don't hold that against them. It's okay. They have lives that don't intersect with that part of my life, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But there are people who need what I have to offer, mm-hmm. and I'm committed to serving those people mm. while also servicing my friendships in other ways. Mm. So yeah. So back to your question about how I started using social media. Um, I was just putting, you know, videos. I used to post only on my stories, where it would disappear after 24 hours. Because, like, I had a whole life. I, had, I was a corporate... I was working a corporate job, you know. So. Post, un, post NYC? Yes. Right. Post NYC. Sales and marketing job, suit and tie, everything. Oh. You know, I didn't want to... I didn't want. I, I didn't want to make that creative side to overshadow, the, you know. The actual work The image being, I had, yeah. yeah. So, I was afraid. But then, one day in 
December of 2018, I just decided, you know what, when I come back in January, I'm going to make a video every day for 30 days. That decision. That decision. I, I have no idea where the inspiration came from for that. Well, I do know. But like at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was a strategy for social media growth. growth. Yeah. I just knew that, oh, I can do this thing. I want to push myself. That's all it was. I had 1,500 followers at the time, mm -hmm. you know, when I started. And in my mind, like in my small mind, I'm just like, in these 30 days, if I can just go from 1,500 to 2K, I don't blow. So you were going to drop 30 videos to earn 500 followers? Not even to earn. I just I just thought I'm going to do 30 videos. And mm -hmm. if I if in the process I add 500 yes. followers... That would be great. But, but I was just, I just wanted to put You obviously out. made more than that. Yes. So my following went from one five to 5,000 in that. And mind you, at this time, Instagram reels no day. You know, so it's not yes, like so you didn't go viral. There's yes, no, so there's no viral. So, it, so if they say I'm the Siam. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was that time when, like, when people reach 10K, they, they celebrate. See, uh, I, I get 10K. I did a whole dance. Exactly. Whole dance. It's not like now that, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Times are different. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really crazy to me. I'm like, whoa, okay, people like this stuff because right. that was just stuff that me I was enjoying. I was not trying to build anything. Mm. It's like, oh, people really like this stuff. Okay, there's more where that came from because all the videos, most of the videos I made in that 30-day period, it was nothing new. It was stuff that had been in my notes for years so, before so, then. So, Because I do a lot of notes as well. Like, yeah. TWT is written on notes. Mm -hmm. So you just sit down and an idea comes to your head and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And you take out time to actually, like, what, you're almost like a wordsmith. So you keep fixing it until it, yes, it tells precisely. a story. Is that what you do? No, not necessarily. So I just always type stuff. Like, whenever something is on my mind, I'll type it in my notes app. Right. Right, and just leave it. If something else comes, I'll type it and just leave it. No matter where I am, whether I'm in church, in the middle of a conversation, movie, song, no matter what I'm doing, I stop and I type it. When, later on, when I need something that connects to that idea, I'll just search for it mm. and then I can make it connect. And that's something, this is st stuff I've been doing since I was 18, digitally. Before then, I was doing it like, you know, mm -hmm. on journals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I've been doing this digitally since 18. So I have notes on my phone like from as far back as I when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So that 30-day period, I was, almost all the videos I made was based on stuff I had written in my notes to myself a long time ago that I did not know I was ever going to share with anybody. So when I saw that people liked it, I'm just like, okay, I can't actually keep doing this. And I just kept making it. And you videos. like the attention that came from it? Yeah. I mean, does, I'm a human being now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but we have to be honest about, as content creators, I feel like when I first started doing content, right, I couldn't believe that people actually liked the natural me in my natural element because I was funny to the rest of the, my friends. I didn't know that I was even that funny. Mm. So when I started posting videos, they would be laughing up. I said, I remember my first video at the office. Choma had given, I mean, David had given Choma a car. Yeah. And I was on like 4,000 followers. I was already a model that was popular, but it was like within the yeah. fashion space, right? Yeah. So I'd come out, I did a video, had a hundred comments. They were laughing. I said, what's so funny here that you are laughing? I did it the next day. They started laughing again. I said, don't be for now. You <laughs> All of them will laugh, die. <laughs> so for every day I went to work, I dropped a video back to back and oh, I wow. hit 10K. But it still did not hit me that, you know, I, I still did not feel like I was funny. Mm -hmm. I just saw that, you know what, well, this thing I'm just, maybe this community I've built just like me like this. Yeah. You understand? So like, that consistency and creating community 
was it just the attention for you? After a while, you just realized that, you know what, I have to do this thing to service the community that I'm building yeah. or let me just be getting this attention from these guys. It was a bit of both for me because the attention also came with people who were saying, yo, this really helped me. Yes. So when I would hear people say this helped me, I'm like, hmm. you know, when people in the comments were like, oh my God, I needed this. I'll be honest with you. My initial reaction was, Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't know this thing. How old are you? You people did not know all these things. I really <laughs> thought it was basic knowledge. I right, you, right. Because right. of where I was coming from, yeah. you know, what I was exposed to. I thought everybody knew these things. Maybe maybe everybody did know, but they needed a reminder or something. Well, um, also, the way you presented it was very different. Yeah. It was like almost like you mashed it to the, to the yeah, barest. Simplified it. Yeah. So I guess that, that was it. But yeah, it was, I'll be honest, it was very surprising mm-hmm. for me when people were like, oh, this this helped me. Oh, I applied, said this thing you said in a job interview and I got the job. I'm like, what? Uh, was it like that? Yeah, Madu. literally. Like, till now. Like, I have I have hundreds of those. Like, I take screenshots and keep them just to go back and look at mm-hmm. them. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was shocking for me. So, I the attention did come with that. I knew that I was helping people. But I'll be honest with you, if I knew, like, if I knew that me making videos would make my life a public one, I probably would have stopped. Really? I probably would have stopped. Are you that much of an introvert? Yes, I am. Like, when... when You know how... <laughs> yeah, you walk... Like, you go to shop or something, and then somebody sees you, and you can just tell, this person don't recognize yes, you. Yes, don't they clock you? They are coming to see... I, I, I never have worse... Ang- That's when I have the worst anxiety in my life. So, so you know... It's now that I'm beginning to get the anxiety. At the beginning, oh, I love the attention. <laughs> <laughs> I said, come here, don't set ready for you. <laughs> nah, excuse me. But after a while, me, uh, I became so anxious. But at the beginning, I really liked it. Because you, for the, I always knew I was talented, right? But I don't think that where I was coming from, mm-hmm. the, it was just about my books and, you know, every other thing was extracurricular. Like, you yeah. know, I would be the guy that would choreograph the entire um, end of your party dance. Mm-hmm. I would sing. I would act, you know. But when I appreciated it, it was just a thing that Timmy San would do. Yeah. So when I started seeing people that, ah, they were gagging to this, this thing what they do for worry, nobody raised me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited. But after a while, I just realized that I became too conscious because everybody that wanted to be a part of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, no. But at the beginning, I think that I really liked the attention. Yeah. But what changed for you now? Because... You could have stopped at some point, but you didn't. Yeah. Money. <sighs> Let's talk yeah. about money. Yeah, I started getting... But before, look, before we talk about money, I want, to, I want to know what your first viral... When you knew that, you know what? I am now a social media sensation. Tell me about that first viral video. I love that question. <laughs> I love that question because I never had that. Right? I never had that. I never had that. See, I only had that once. Exactly. And I think that Gonya was so excited that I was about to stop and it never came again. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I always so remember that, that moment. <laughs> that was my... So let me tell you what really stressed me out. I still think that my biggest video till today is Spin Me, mm-hmm. which is a video that I don't really like. Which is a video that, you know, so I admit it, I read Year of Years, um, what's her name? Shonda Rhimes. So I not committed to saying yes to everything. So, yes meant for me meant that you know what I would drop a video every other day for that month, right? So I think it was on a Friday morning. I didn't have anything to drop. 
I can't say I don't think of this idea before spin me, but this is not what I would naturally say. Like yeah. it's not my vibe. But anyway, drop it. So I dropped it because of I was even anxious that it wasn't going to do well. So I dropped my phone. I left it. I went to shower and I was going to work. I said, "Didn't say how can I go work? Phone they vibrates. Phone they hot. <laughs> <laughs> phone they hot." I said, "What did they happen?" I looked at my phone. First of all, my battery had gone half. First, I was on every blog from from Tunde not to Pulse. I'm like, Jesus, I'm a star. So the next day, I dropped the next video. It didn't do as good. Yeah. I kept dropping. I never got to that level where yeah. I'm like, I need a viral video to take me to like maybe 50K followers because yeah. I was like 18K. Yeah. But I feel like the fact that I didn't get any viral video just made me more consistent. Yeah. Because I think that if I got in a viral video multiple times, I would yeah. have... You relaxed. Yeah. But yeah, I never had that. And I mean, every now and then I tell people... Like with my content, I always say, don't wait till you blow before you start to do what you feel like you need to do. Mm-hmm. And when you make content and when you show up, don't do it because you're chasing another viral hit. Do it because you're showing up, because you understand the importance of the work you do and what you contribute to the world. But that's a very sound place to be mentally as a it creator. Is. It is. Because for some of us, beyond the money or whatever, it's the applause that you know I put in so much work in this video and I'm getting this much validation and also yeah. when you see other people getting a lot of validation for the same thing that you're doing yeah what do you say my I've been on my own I so the reason why this is so important is because statistically nobody everybody go blow like suddenly I hate it statistically I hate it and even statistically most of the people way blue go on blue. Yes, cannot sustain it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very difficult to sustain. So mm-hmm. I, I strongly believe in building something that will last and that, that requires a lot of time. Let me, let me give you, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, I can't remember the source of like a lecturer <clears throat> giving two groups of students, like it was a photography class mm-hmm. and he gave one group, there was two groups. So he said one group, their assignment was to try to create the perfect photograph. That was their assignment. Like, this is what I'll grade you on. Create the perfect photograph. And then the second group, their assignment was create as many photographs as possible. So they don't have to be perfect. Just make sure you come back with Mm -hmm. as many photographs as you can take. Now, at the end of that assignment, you would think the people that they gave the task of creating the perfect photograph would come with the perfect photograph. Because just one. But theirs was, it was mediocre at best. But these guys who had done so many, came with the perfect photograph because they had tried so many times, they had made mistakes, they had learned from their mistakes, they had so many different opportunities to iterate and reiterate to the point where they were creating masterpieces and they didn't even know it. Right? So I strongly believe that to create masterpieces, like we don't have to try to create masterpieces, we need to... We need to master repetition to the point where we develop a master's mind. Right? So that way, like you don't like you don't even know when it happens. Yes. Like you just you just make something and then people are like, it's blowing up. And like, oh, it's blowing up. That's cool. You know, and you're able to move on and make another one the next day as if mm. something didn't blow up yesterday. This thing that you just said even makes sense to me because you know, I also never get so used to my wins yeah it's a bit of a problem because yeah. on the one hand you need, you need to celebrate so that you can feel good yeah on the other hand 
I just drop it and like, what's next? Yeah. It can be great because it keeps me going, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't allow me to see how far I've come. Mm. So that's a bit of another problem. Yeah. So I think in that in that area, because somebody like you yeah. can never sit <laughs> on it. We both know that <laughs> you can never comfortably say, "I am Salem. I, I am right? drops." <laughs> 10,000 videos and I'm the guy. No, I, I won't feel like We need to have a balance with that as yeah. creators. The balance for me is I get so much satisfaction from the process of creation, right? That I'm a human being and I'll be lying if I say I don't enjoy validation. Right. But there's so much enjoyment I've learned to get from the process of creating mm-hmm. something that by the time I'm done, I'm very satisfied, like I'm happy by myself before I even put it out into the world, right? So if you see me editing a video, sometimes I'm laughing, I'm chuckling because I'm enjoying it. I'm like, this guy, you sabi die. Ah! This is so good. I know that feeling. Do you get? I've not put it out into the mm-hmm. world, but my my tank is full. Right. I've fed myself right. with the joy of my own creativity. Right. right? So when everybody's like giving me um, applause, applause, that's mm-hmm. Jara. I can't oh, do so without it's first it. from you first. It's from me first. But so for me that because I do a lot of funny content, right? Yeah. It's different for me because for me, I already know the content that's gonna blow. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes I'm wrong, right? Sometimes you're wrong. But some days I go get some kind of content where you say, I go smile. Nobody funny Rishi, you they play. And you know. When I finally drop it, nobody go outside you. <laughs> it's in they kill me, my brother, because because in my head, I'm like I'm a wordsmith. Yeah. By the time I, I don't because there's some there's there's some content that I would take my time like three days. Mm-hmm. I would be stewing. I would come back, <clears throat> marinate. I would go back, and I would expect a lot. Then you see the, the I can't tell why I just think say oh my god let me just exactly. say this and get out. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah, what what we're often very wrong about what we think our audiences were like because you're not in their shoes. You know, there's someone I used to work with and when we're working on a project, I would always be saying, ah, but if it was me, I wouldn't do this. And he would always remind me and say, your audience is not you. They don't have your background. They don't have your brain. Stop thinking for them. Put this thing out. You know, he would really pressure me um, because we are often very wrong about what other people will love. They shock me every time. Till yesterday, right, the kind of post that I put up and then something I go put effort, do research, do you understand? Nobody go answer me. Then the one way there's no <laughs> tripod, no lights. I literally just walk so I never even brush. I just open curtain, do like this, it's now blow up. So like a lot of times you're just not going to know. It's I hate it so much you. though, because there's yeah. again one content why it was so deep. I even collect scriptures. I go my Bible app. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you know, let's live funny today. Let's inspire these people. <laughs> Pastor Day. Ah, I went in. I said, today, I would inspire a generation. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> I just oh refresh, they refresh. You see, no, they, <laughs> I said, what's really? I said, these people don't deserve me. Oh my god! Do you understand? So it's great. So what I've also learned to do is, that, you know, just put everything out there. And I should tell you something. I read an article recently. Ed Sheeran didn't like Shape of You. I heard. He didn't like the song. He didn't want 
first of all, he didn't want to release it as a single. Then even after they released it as a single, he did not want it to be on the album because he knew, didn't learn like the song. And for a number of years, that was the most played song in the world on Spotify until the weekend song came on chance. But it was the most played song. The artist did not like I don't know if he's it probably like, just didn't, yeah. But like that's that's just that's just that's just how creativity goes. So I I always tell people that like in this with anything creative, we have to learn to like really enjoy it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand that of course, if you don't have an audience, you don't have a career, right? right. But that's why we're not creating only one thing. That's why we're not giving ourselves the assignment to create one masterpiece. Wow, making stuff. It's a numbers game, unfortunately, with social media. And the advantage is that, like, I tell my followers, like, if you put up a post that you thought would do well, it did not do well, tomorrow you do another one. Do you get, like, tomorrow we do another one. Because, so you're too inspired. That's your problem. It's, it's... <laughs> because some days, eh? Because, <laughs> because I know some guys will be sitting down do this content creation thing for a while. Yeah. Whenever still click. Yeah. And at some point, say, you could not have to inspire them because... In my head, I'm just like, it's, maybe it's not really for you. Maybe you should find a nine to five. <laughs> and because so you can get discouraged by, because if you invest in something for a while, you, you expect retur- returns. Yeah. And if you're not getting the returns that you expect, or something close to the returns that you expect, mm-hmm. it can be. It can but be, hey, that's life now. That's life. Like you feel. You can have a child. You raise the child. The child grows up one day and says they don't want to they don't want to be in the family business like stuff that you worked so hard mm-hmm. like I made this thing for your future just mm-hmm. say I don't want mm-hmm. I won't be DJ mm-hmm. what will you do do you understand like that's life like there's so many different things that we'll invest a lot into right. that will just not give us back what we want but I strongly believe that everything that we put a lot of effort into that ends up feeling like it is fruitless mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it never is Mm. And a lot of the time, who you become by having done that thing is is more important than what you got out of it. Let's get into that again. Let's get into it. So, you know that thing where I I had a mentor used to always say that, you know, process is so important. There's nothing that you would do. Like, if you set your mind that, you know what, I'm going to be a content creator, Mm -hmm. and you probably fail at it, but along the way, you would have picked up some valuable lessons that would not inform the other and Chapter. connections too. Yes. And people and experiences. How many times have you been in a tight situation and the solution you found, the solution you found to that problem was something you picked up when you were doing something random when you were 19 years old? Okay, let me now tell you this. <clears throat> I keep saying that. I, as much as I hate how long the process is taking, <laughs> <laughs> I like how grounded I've become exactly. at this level. Exactly. Because from fashion that I suffered for for four years, from TV hustling, from producing and everything, has inf- informed the person that I am now. Yeah. But I naturally wish that I didn't know have to go, go through all these processes because mm-hmm. it was painful. Mm-hmm. I understand. But I mean, there's such a thing as a slow-cooked life, which is what, what I believe in. I believe that some people are going to have explosive success, mm-hmm. right? Some people at 19 will just blow up. Right. Some people will not, and that's okay because mm. um, there's only going to be one whiskey in a generation. Does that mean other musicians are not successful? Right. I believe that we all need to question what success means to, to us, us. Yeah. and accurately, like from time to time, actually redefine it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we may be we, we'll be setting 
unhealthy standards for ourselves. So to ask ourselves, what's important to me at this season of my life? What am I optimizing for? That's a question I always think people should ask themselves. It, it helps me make decisions about which job to take, which job not to take. What should I give my time to? What should I not give my time to? What am I optimizing for? Mm. In this season, am I optimizing to get more money? In this season, am I optimizing for more international opportunities? In this season, am I optimizing to rid myself of anxiety? Mm. In this season, am I optimizing to have more time for my family? All these things are very important metrics. Like, how much is in your bank account is not the only... It's very important. Don't get me wrong. It's I'm not going to be one of those people yeah. who say money is not everything. But, like, life is so multifaceted, mm-hmm. right, that we need to at every time, which is what I was telling you earlier about my problem with how Lagos doesn't allow you to stop and leave and if you breathe, don't yeah. actively stop. Mm-hmm. Because you have to stop and ask yourself these things. This thing where they pursue, why am I pursuing it? When I get it, what will I do? I want to be rich. Pretend I have $1 million in my account suddenly now. What would I do? What's the first thing I would do? I think we should start asking ourselves those questions before you even have the money because... You can actually suddenly become least successful, and you don't still feel, fulfilled. and you still don't feel fulfilled. I think that I, I think most of last year, I got to a point where I was, I was popular. Podcast was doing well. So you're so modest about it. No, mm. like, so because I'm an overachiever, you know. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I could, I could tell that if I continue the way I was going, I'll be so miserable if I now become very famous. Yeah, because. Even when I was seeing the perks of the work that I'd been doing, I still wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt like, you know, I was seeing small money here and there. You know, you, you were not in your circles. I just wasn't happy yeah. with, with myself. Like that fulfillment mm-hmm. that comes from all the things that was coming. So I just sat down and said to myself, what's the most important thing for you right now? Yeah. And I had to go. And it's a painful question to ask yourself because... You have to unlearn everything that you thought you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but life is learning and unlearning. I hate unlearning. Though. I feel you. Because feel unlearning you. is so hard. It's harder it's than hard. learning. It's humbling, actually. It's, it's humbling. Because you need to accept that you were wrong. Ah! And I hate to be wrong. <laughs> I'm always correct. So, it's like, tough. it just it just took me to another different level. I'm just like, oh, God, I have to do the hard work of unlearning. Also, my whys. Yeah. I had to change them. And that was so uncomfortable. The reasons why I would do things, I had to start changing them. I started looking for new, newer wise. Like, do I want to inspire younger yeah. people now? Am I doing this to position myself differently, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to just the clout of it? Those are important questions. Those are very, very important questions. And one of the things that adulthood sort of teaches us, whether you're ready to learn it or not, mm-hmm. is that life is nuanced. Like, life is not one way. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had both the worst and best year of my life this year at the same time. Now you would think it should be different. Like, oh, this is this was a year when bad mm-hmm. things happened. This was a year when good. I've had those type before, but this year, all. <laughs> what right? Give me the tea. Is is plenty. Like I've lost people that were close to wow. me. You know, I've. I don't mean losers in the diet. They still they alive. But but you know. All of that is... That has happened to me a lot this year and I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah, it it, it really hits me because before this year, I was this super, you know, very kumbaya, common, everybody's guy type guy. And now I realize, oh shoot, I love this person, but I need to protect myself from this. So those are things that 
I didn't like nobody. See, let me give you offering. Would have five hundred. Is it dollars? From this bag, it's supposed to be. Oh, ah, oh my God! That means, so I give you another one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. To support. God bless you, Michael. Let them change your mind. You are preaching. I want you to land. But yeah, like life is nuanced, man. Like I've had really, really tough decisions I've had mm-hmm. to make, realities I've had to swallow that I was not prepared for. Yes. Nobody prepared me. Yes. Like it's just like yes. out of the blue, you know. Experiences that start to make you feel like your kindness was a problem yes. or your your good heart yes. Yes. was a problem. Yes. It now messes with your mind because it's like, oh, like, I've been making a day wicked. Like, is wickedness the way? You know? <laughs> so, all of that happened while, you know, there were also good things happening in my life. Like, mm-hmm. things we work, we're looking up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and everything. Promises that God had given me a long time ago coming to pass. At the same time, when like there's knife in your back. So, so, so do you, you know. think that it's also like the byproduct of growth? Because you know a lot of things that I, I knew and I, friends, people, ideas that I held sacred, right, fell apart. And I kept saying, I kept pressing God, is it? Am I a bad person, or is it that this growth needed some adjustments? Apparently. And I think that's what it was because you know I was getting to another level where I needed to ask transition right yeah. and some people could not cross with me to the other side like some council could not even follow me to the next level that yeah. I was going to yeah. so, so even I kept people praying. you look up to say yes I kept praying I said God you have to these people are my people they have to be in my life what is going on and you know when I was praying God just said more people will fall off it's the harshest thing my brother like to know more that more habits more people more ideas to know that like some of the unfortunate things you've experience this is not the last time that's scary it's scary <laughs> that's very scary so every time I look at my friends I'm just like who which one of you is going on <laughs> is it me Jesus <laughs> is it me so I started feeling it's, I know that I, ha- I had my own faults but yeah. I also started feeling the type of way that you know maybe I'm a bad person because everything just looks as if you are the you common denominator I'm the common denominator <laughs> why am I the one that says this week this one has happened I'm like I'm just like God please what's going on yeah it's tough, man. It's tough. And I, I like that we're, we're talking about these yeah. things because um, I think this year too was the year where I've learned, I've had the most, damn, my mother was right, feelings, right? Like before now, I was, you know, there's so many things I didn't agree with my parents about. And then I'm just like, oh, wow. They were, of course, I'm not admitted to her, but I'm just like, Yeah, so ah. I hate when my grannies to write. No, they were right. I don't like it. Damn, they were right. Yeah. You know, Especially about friendships. It's almost like they smell it from a Yes. Way, you know. But yeah, um, I guess we, we live and we learn. Mm-hmm. All these things contribute to, you know, who, just like you said, you wish you didn't have to go through it. And I don't believe that you have to have difficulty in life in order to have a great story. Yeah. But I believe that when we do have those difficult situations, there's so much to learn from it. Like, there's so much okay. in there to get from it. Yeah. Why are you going through it? You know, they, you know, they, they so nice shot. That's what <laughs> I say, God, you, they do this thing. This thing, they, they pay me. So, you know, I've been reading Crushing recently, T.D. Jakes, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's basically the principle of um, the grapes. The grapes, as grapes, are beautiful. They are fruits, Right. But for them to get to their final form where they're now wine, they have to go through a crushing. But obviously, the grapes would not like a crushing because you have to step on it. It has to go through process, right? Yeah. And I think that that's, the book explains my, my, the season I was in. 
I'm like, God, I've prayed for growth, mm. but I didn't know it was going to come with this much pain. Yeah. And as with everything in life, from giving birth to new levels, it comes with a bit of pain and stretching. Yeah. But the stretching is what we don't, people don't communicate enough that, you know, for you to ascend to, for you to get to the next level, you need to be stretched. And that stretching, then they keep people. Yeah. That stretching almost made me lose my mind. Yeah. Like when, when we joke about, when we joke and say problem, when they finish, what it really means, like in reality, the reality of it playing out is the alleviation of one problem introduces a new one. Yes. Right? Like if before your problem was you did not have money, when you now have money, you still have money, money problems. problems. But it's like, oh, what do I do with this money? Or oh, now black tax. Who no get money? You know they worry about black tax. My brother. <laughs> so now, now when you don't get money, they worry. Say, ah, family mm. people wanting, wanting. You know, um, it's the same way. Like if I want a child, I don't have a child. Now you have a child. You have an extra human yeah. being that you are responsible for. You know, so that's just how life is, and I think that's something we don't accept enough. We believe that there there are some events that can happen and just take away all your problems. But that's not how... Life is a succession of problems. So what I always... One of the things I'm constantly optimizing for is to constantly improve the quality of my problems. Please. Right? Break that, break that down for a layman. Because you cannot... Like, you cannot remove problems from your life. Right. So I want to always be at a point where I'm thinking, this problem that I have, is it a good problem? It, three years ago, would I have had this problem? Mm. I wouldn't have. The reason why I have it now, is it because I have grown? Yes. Perfect. There's a way. Thank you for that. That's a good way to look at it. And yeah. I'll start looking at my good problems from that yeah. angle. I mean, it's different. Like, if somebody is, when somebody is going through it, well, I problem, tell them, problem, oh, good or bad is, problem. Exactly. If somebody is going through something, I tell them, ah, this is a good problem. They feel slapped. Yes. You understand? But it's perspective at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Like, mm -hmm. I always like to just think, like you now, thinking about how, you know, you are, you are holidaying in Europe, but you're thinking about all the tough stuff you could do in Lagos. Before, Europe, no day in the mix. Who? You? You get me? me? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a very different kind of problem. Yeah. You know, when you're vacationing, but you're worried about, mm. you know, all this stuff you have going okay. on. It's different. Mm. Of course, like, it, now the kind of problem would be say, like, if you tell somebody about it, they'd be like, so no, no, this will not I get, get out. I never chop. You mm. talk, you know. So I think that's and what that does for me is it allows me to also like find a little light of gratitude even in the midst of things yeah. that I really hate. Yeah. So it just makes me realize, okay, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, you know, thank God because something worse is happening to somebody else. I don't think that's a good reason. No. But I always think, am I where I want to be? Not really. But am I where I used to be? Also, no. So that's something to be grateful for. That's an for. amazing perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, let's get back to content creation and the money part, right? Yes, Because I, I, I don't want to forget that, right? Yeah, that's So, and, and before I ask that question, were you certain that at some point this thing was going to make you money? I wasn't certain. Was, was that the reason for the consistency or you just wanted to do it? I and when money to. entered, it became even more? So, after I had started content creation... I, I didn't know that I was going to make money. I didn't know I was going to make a career out of it or anything. I still kept my job safe because I didn't see it as a full-time thing. When I started to make money, of course, it came in trickles. But I now went to my, my archives and realized that one day in 2018, I posted, I wrote it and posted that I'm going to make money on this app. I had no recollection of it. I did, I did not remember writing it down. So wait... Well, the timeline between 2018 and you 
making your first money happen. Over, over a year. Right. Over a year. And even after that year, it was like small, small change. It was not until But you still held your job, Sha? Yes, I still held yeah. my job. So I, I realized, and even now, there's stuff like that I write down like that, that I just feel it or I just see it in my spirit. Mm. And I write it down, even though it feels ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then one day, five years later, I'll come back and say that, oh, wait, oh, I didn't even pray. This yeah. thing happened. Oh, but shut you know, so that's what it was like for me. I didn't, I didn't know, I, I didn't have like a consciousness of, oh, I want to make money from this thing. But I got to a point where um, just my interaction with the people who appreciated my work made me realize that I had value. Mm-hmm. And I started to see that value can be translated into money. And I started to think, I can act, this thing can actually be my full-time job. People were asking me to do classes, like teach me, how do you make your content? How do you communicate so clearly? How are you able to say so much within such a short time? How do you edit your videos? And I used to respond to people's DMs. Like literally if, back then, asked me, how did you do, do screen recording, send you DM? Uh, or, for free. For free. It'd be nice guy. Because I, I didn't think... <laughs> I wish I met you then. But people were like, oh, you know, do a class, will pay. Me, I was afraid. So I did free class, first of all. because I, I wanted pushed to, up? Like 20-something. Because I wanted to validate my idea, you know, and see that, okay. But I did like a WhatsApp thing. I put the link on my story. The link, the group, I wanted only 25 people. It was full in like 30 minutes. So, but it was a free class. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, not free class. So at least if you don't go well, Nobody go talk, uh-huh. say, where my money? You could just be saying we wasted each other's time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I saw the results people got from me teaching. And that was like my first experience mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, doing something that I wanted to charge money for. So I saw the results people had different kinds of creators, travel content creators, makeup. You know, different people could apply the ideas I taught and have results. So I just said, ah, next one, 5K. So I did a class for 5K. This is 2019 August. July, August 2019. I did a class was 5K. I wanted 50 people. I did 50 people. I put it up on my story. 50 people in 24 hours, 50 people had signed up. But there were more people saying they still want to join. They still want to join me. I'm like, I've not done class before. I can only do 50. 50. So I said, I'll do it. another group. I'll teach you people the, the week after. He said, no problem. So another 50 signed up again. <laughs> so in that two-day period, I mean This was an online class, right? Yeah, online. I didn't mm. even... I didn't meet any of them. So in that two-day period, I made 500, which was the most money you had. I'd ever made at it's the same time see. in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so, in two days. So that was, yeah, so that was the time I'm like, Omar, I don't need to be doing this job. <laughs> you know, that's when I started to like, start see this thing as, oh, okay. If while I have a job, I'm doing this and I'm making this money, what mm-hmm. if I was giving this all my attention? Yes. What if I yeah. was uh, finding different ways to so, make money yeah. from this? You know, so that's, a uh, couple months later, I left my job, became a full-time content creator. It's been a so the money came from classes first, not influence. It, the money that came from influence was peanuts. Mm. And at that time, uh, brands would reach out to me and be like, "Oh, we want you to do a colored video." I'm like, "I don't want to do color video." You did that. Yeah. I just boy, you get mad. <laughs> oh, when they offer you money, you say no. Yeah, I'm just like I don't want to. I don't want to. And I, f- I know I was stubborn my brand, but that's really stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Stubborn. The reason why I was stubborn. I used to tell them that if you if if I do this thing in color, it will be obvious that it's paid. Right. If I want to promote your brand, I need to do it in the way that I normally mm, speak to my way, community. Yeah. Now, brands are aligned. You get mm. they they now see. But at the time, it was very difficult to convince yeah. anybody. Yeah, like be this boy with it. Like, you know, so they'll just move me one side. But over time, you know, we've, we've made the mark. 
let's talk about community because community is so important to you and I understand community as well because I've grown with some people from like 2018 up until now but why is community so important to you? Hmm, that's because, a great question. Because you've also carefully gathered them over time. Yeah. And you, like, it feels like you are servicing them. You, like, you, yeah. you're, I'm, I'm part of that, your, what's your group thing on Instagram. <laughs> I just, different things they come and I'm like, this boy, this community, now, why am I just see this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, when I first started making content, I used to respond to every single comment. Me too before. Right. So if if there were five hundred comments on my post, two hundred and fifty was it was mm-hmm. me. And the reason why I used to do it was because I was just so grateful that people would take sixty seconds out of their day to watch my stuff. Yes. And I just I just, yes. just like wow. So that's why I used to respond. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would tap on somebody's profile before I respond so that mm-hmm. I can like be yes. more personal yes. in my response and everything. And apparently that really endeared people to me. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a strategy for community building. I was just excited to for people to like my stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So I kept doing that. One day, this was a very pivotal moment for me. One day I put up a post with a caption that just had three words, right? I, I asked, what's bothering you? And normally my, you know, people in my community just interact with me. They're very generous with their interaction. But that post was very special because I thought people would just ask me questions about content, about stuff. But when people begin to pour their life problem for the comments, me, I can't see. I'm like, who sent me? I'm not a boy. Why did I do I'm this? I'm not a boy. You know, so I, I was going to delete the post, to be honest. Like I said, you know, let me just leave these people to express themselves. Then I'll delete this post because I wanted to respond. But this one passed my power. It was power. overwhelming, yeah. But I came back to the post like an hour later and something very interesting had started to happen. People were responding to each other. So apparently some people would come to the post and then go to the comments, straight to the comments. Like once they saw what's happening, they went to the comments. And they were saying, oh, you know, is this what's happening? Send me a DM, I'll help out. Oh, are you in Abuja? Let's meet for coffee. Oh, let's jump on a call. You know, and some people were like actually giving solutions in the, DM, in the comment section wow. there. And what hits me in that moment that is still something I'm carrying every single day is that even though this community had formed around me, it was not about me, mm. right? I'm just a catalyst. Like, my job is to create those safe spaces where people can service each other, mm. you know? So that's something I'm committed to, um, which is why I always, like, have, you know, community hangouts, live events, classes, which is why I treat that my channel the way I do, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just want people to really feel like, everyone who feels Connected. like, oh, yeah, follow out Salem, I'm mm-hmm. follow out Salem. That sounded weird. But like, yeah. No, but that's the real style. <laughs> that's the real but, style, though. Yeah, but for them to feel like, oh, this thing we have in common mm-hmm. allows me to be able to do a lot for you. And that thing You're yeah, the common denominator. Like, they follow me, exactly. So... I just want to create more of those connections for as many people as I can. It's what led me to start researching more about community. I wrote an ebook about community to just because I'm like, oh, people need this. Community yes. is a survival yes. need. Yes, it's get? primal. Like I don't. I'm like, ah, but I can't reach all these people. So I'm like, how do I empower more people to create communities like this? Because human beings need it. But it's also hard to manage, though. It is. It, it is hard to manage I'm because you have to service that community. You have to be present. Bro, it's my nine to five, right? Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, what am I doing for my community today? So that's my life. So even though it's difficult, what's the demography like? What what 
what, what kinds of people are in that community? Young and upwardly mobile, older people? Or do you yeah. have a healthy mix of all of them? A healthy mix. So when I first started, um, I was 21-ish. So I, was, I had mostly 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. But I think I've also grown with my audience. Right. So now we're mostly 26 to 34. Mm-hmm. Um, there are their finances have also grown. Yeah. Because, like, um, when I would do classes back then, it had to be 5K. But now I have people who are able to pay 35K for a class in, in like, a link. So, a lot so of people... I'm sorry, I've been putting that class, that 35K class. Depends. I just try to calculate it. It's going too smart. I try, I try to have, say, Tim said, no, we'll start your classes now. I have a lot to give. Don't kill me, bro. <laughs> But yeah, like there's there's people who have more disposable income. Right. A lot of those people in my communities are the ones, you know, come bringing mm. influencer marketing gigs to me now. Mm-hmm. Like they're now um, A- agency boys and girls. Exactly. They now yeah. they're they're now in like leadership positions where they can make yeah. decisions. Right. And those are people who followed me in 2018, 2019, right. when all of us were hungry. You know. Do you know the beautiful thing about building community? And that's what I also tell brands that you know, I just don't take on any brand. Mm-hmm. Because I service a community of people. Exactly. It's community tr- first. But the major thing is trust. You know, I have some people when... I have some things where I go do it. Earlier, when I started before, right? Before now. It gets some kind of post where I go make. Some people just send me DMs. It says, he lies because they gave you money. <laughs> <laughs> they knew me to that point where... Yeah. So when brands started coming to me, like I remember some brands would come. I remember a, a beer brand came to me. It doesn't mean that I don't want beer. I'm just saying that a particular beer brand came to me. Yeah. There's beer and there's beer. You know, there's beer for beer got drinkers. Then there's beer for lifestyle boys like us. Yeah. But this beer was the beer for the Odogus. Yeah. I you know the money was so great. And and I told the person that, you know, the community will not believe it. My former manager argued. He, 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 his money. I said, I can't sell it. Yeah. Because they trust me. Mm-hmm. Like they would they would they would engage this brand because they trust that Tim San is actually using this brand. Yeah. I use Spotify so much, like I'm always posting Spotify. Yeah. yeah. So if I talk about Spotify, they believe that this one has Spotify user. Exactly. So I couldn't sell anything. Also, I, I, I didn't want to lose that trust because of money. So I turned on a lot of money for. That's that's amazing. And and you're better than you're a better man than a lot of people. But I wish because I could have made a lot of money. Allah. If you still call them, if you still call them, anyway, <laughs> we move. God, we hold us together. <laughs> but I mean, I, like communities is really important mm-hmm. um, for me. Like because all these courses that I sell, all these digital products, my ebook have sold thousands of copies without sponsored ads. Like it's all from people who are just invested. You get mm-hmm. like the way I imagine. The way I imagine my career is one where, like, there's this group of people that I'm carrying along. I, I don't, I don't want it to be. I want it to be people who are doing it for themselves too, not just for me. Mm-hmm. You get not just like, oh, there's this celebrity who's on a pedestal, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, there's a cause that we are all committed to. That's that's what I'm constantly trying to build. That's what I'm trying to teach people to build. And I think like. If a lot of celebrities had that, it would actually be mind-changing. Like, it would be easy for them to sell anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. Anything, yeah. literally. Because yeah. people would buy because there's a sense of belonging. Yes, and it's a long game. Yeah, long game. Long game, bro. I hate how much of a long game it is. Very long game. <laughs> I, I, knew, I, knew that it was, I knew it was so valuable when I started the podcast. And yeah. I, I converted my... 
Instagram community. Yeah. To the guys. Your TV Day Pod page. That page now influencer. Yes, on your own. I don't think we're making hundred k. I don't say I'm not. If you cannot pay for things, I'm offering this one. <laughs> but it's so beautiful to see how you know, even the message that I get on on the YouTube comments. Yeah. It's like people take out the time to write. Yeah. One person says, you know, I like how Timmy sits down and, and I sit down and they talk about like this. <laughs> you know, but it's so beautiful to see. And you know, yeah. when I'm when I'm speaking to brands, I'm like, I'm telling them that this is how they feel about me. It's not we're not just posting for exactly. the people that actually engage this thing feel a certain way about me. And these are people that I've built relationships with over time. They're invested. Yeah. And and I feel like anybody, any celebrity who has that can sell anything truly, because you yeah. can always convert them. If you exactly. decide to open a spare part today, they will follow you there. Exactly. If you decide to do anything, write a book. Exactly. And and I feel like that's something that's untapped in this part of mm -hmm. the world, which is why I'm constantly pushing people to make content, right? And they always they yeah. shout every day. That's something I want to talk about. Yeah. The, the reason why I'm doing that is because like people are saying content space is saturated. I'm like, saturated where? How many million Nigerians are there? 200 million. Mm -hmm. How many are on Instagram? I don't know what that figure is, but I feel like there's a lot of people on Instagram, a lot of Nigerians no. creating on Instagram. Actually, no. Like, compared to the number of Nigerians, have, do you know any content? So, if everybody creation? comes a content creator, who will service the yeah, audience? No, everybody will not become a content. Everybody will not listen to me now. Nobody everybody like my face. No, one said they. But, do you know any content creator living in Yobe? Do you know any content creator living in Ilori? I think I do. Okay, maybe you do. But, like, there's places, like, Kano is almost as populated as Lagos. We don't know any major content creator from Canada. That's a problem. In the US... That's a market. Exactly. In the US, you know LA content creators. You know New York, New York content yeah. creators. You know content creators in Arizona. You know people in Ohio. Like, different parts of the country portraying different cultures and mm -hmm. stuff. So, I feel like there's so many untold stories. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this babe I followed recently that does have voiceovers in Yoruba. I love this so much. I don't understand Yoruba, but I just appreciated the fact it's that very unique, yeah. she was doing, like her engagement is mad. Like it's not even here. You know, I also, I wanted to lose the PG English. I, I, at some point that I was advised to lose the PG English so that I can cross over yeah. into. And I, and, I, and I told the person I was telling me that, you know, no matter how bougie I get, no matter yeah. how successful I get, you see this PG English? That's it, it is the, this Standard. is the written yeah. that is bringing everybody on exactly. because it's a leveler. Exactly, and and the, the truth of the matter is, there's huge demand for our culture globally now. Now, now. like we've seen what's happened with Afrobeats, Nollywood is also like blowing up. Mm -hmm. It's going to come to content creation, right? Like just the way that we're watching, we're watching YouTubers that are in the UK, in the US, mm -hmm. normally people are going to want to watch. They're going to want to see the perspective of a Nigerian. I've not seen all these TikToks of people going to look for Jollof in New York. Yeah. White girls. So, 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 like, everywhere across the world now, it's so cool to be Nigerian. Exactly. Like, bro, there's demand for our culture. So, if when I say people should become content creators, I'm not even saying to reach a Nigerian audience. Like, as you are a Nigerian, doing your content mm -hmm. in Hausa with subtitle in English, there's an audience for you outside Nigeria. It's also, there's also a, a big audience outside Nigeria that are Nigerians who want to feel exactly. connected back. Exactly. Like, they want to feel like they're connected to their roots. Diaspora. I have my friends who only watch Yoruba YouTube. They, they, sleep, they are the ones that comment on Tunde Edno. Even when they comment for Tunde Edno, not them, exactly. with the diaspora. Exactly. The, the, the people where they push shows go number one for Netflix. It's not Nigeria. How I many people are streaming in Nigeria? That's true. It's mostly not Nigerians. It's, it's diaspora. It's people, yeah. 
you know, because they're the ones who have the spending power. They're mm-hmm. the ones who have, you know, a lot of Nigerians are not subscribing to paid monthly subscriptions. True. People still borrow Netflix, Netflix password. You get, like, you post your song, people could ask you, where do I download? I download swear. 2023. But that's the majority of Nigerians. <laughs> you know? Do you know, I didn't realize how much people use Facebook till recently. Yeah. I did go put my Facebook back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I'm, I'm like I'm an Instagram boy I don't do bro bro there's money my manager Facebook was not telling days. me that are you crazy if you really want to target the real Nigerians yep. that's where they are yep 100% so like content creation and guess what do you know how crazy it is my granny forwards me Facebook videos <laughs> it annoys me I don't know where she gets all the data to do all of that like 40 minutes long video yeah. she'll go and laugh ah, this is boy where you see for years so ah, wow <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like everybody's on social media yeah. everybody's connecting mm-hmm. so imagine if we focused on being the actual creators that services people exactly the money that you can make in the coming years exactly so I'm um, this is not a part I talk about so much in my content because like it's one minute videos. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have my mind on for the most part now is growing the African creator economy, right? I'm not just thinking about my next Instagram post. When I'm posting, that as well as at the back of my mind. I'm thinking ecosystem, mm-hmm. which is one of one of the things that the tech bros have going well for themselves. Like they're, not, they're normally not only thinking about how to raise for their companies. They're thinking about the entire ecosystem. Because the ecosystem is doing well, everybody's going to, like, it, it makes it easier for everybody yeah. here to do well. It makes it easier for them to raise money. It mm-hmm. makes, do you get? So, with content creators, I'm thinking about the same thing. There's a lot of structure that isn't there yet, you know, and, you know, whoever is creating that structure, I want to be a part of it. And that's what's on my mind all the time. I feel like also, like, content creators have to get to a level where we're somewhat connected and, we can now become stakeholders in a structured system yeah, yeah. where, you know, we're fighting for ourselves, we're trying to get funding if we can for certain exactly. things, you know, exactly. we have hubs. Yeah, because yeah. it's happening in other countries. Yeah. Like, it's, it's happening in other countries where content creators are getting funding, mm-hmm. like, are getting funded, you know, uh, and that's something I want to be able to do for creators, you mm. know, like, like you said, like your journey has been really long. I want to shorten the journey for other people. My brother. Like I want to meet somebody mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Here's a place to stay. Food is taken care of. Just make videos. Make this number of videos. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. But like just the way uh, venture capitalists invest in tech, I want to be able to mm-hmm. invest in creative people and their creativity. You know, so that's something I'm thinking about. I don't, you know, if, if you ever come up with any... I did with you, I did with you. <laughs> I did with you. I'm going to prepare the deck for you. We'll go reach the place. That's go hustle. That's but, you know, I, I, want, I want to talk about consistency. Yeah. I feel like consistency is the currency of this game. But I want to, I want to hear from you mm-hmm. how you feel about consistency in terms of content creation. Hmm. So... Like I said before, content creation is a numbers game. Right. You know, um, is I always encourage people to focus on the numbers that are within their control. So when I look at my bio, for example, my number of followers is not within my control. There's sometimes when I've posted a piece of content that I do not know was anything, and I grow by 2K, 5K mm-hmm. followers in a day. Mm-hmm. And there's other times when two months pass. Nothing. I don't grow up to, mm. you know, I don't grow by up to that much. So, but the one thing I can do, the one thing that is within my control is to show up 
that's the only thing. Because I saw that video and I thought it was so profound. I think Dundas had posted it as well. Yeah, I'm like, how is this boy so smart? <laughs> because if you really look at his right, you cannot, that's your 200 something key, you cannot control it. So. But you see that some, some, some 170 something thousand posts. Exactly. You can keep adding to it. You can keep adding to it. Because every now and then, you know, somebody will say, had, some people set goals, like, oh, by social time, I want to reach. And I understand it. Like, okay, yeah, we want to set those kind of goals. But I feel like our goals should not only be outcome-based or results-based, it should also be process-based. Mm. So if you tell me now that at the end of the year, I want to reach 200K, I'm like, okay, that's a great goal. What are you going to do every week? What are you going to do every day that contributes to that goal? Do you understand? What are you going to do every month? So let's say, okay, every month I'm going to collaborate with one creator outside of my niche. Every week I'm going to do, every week I'm going to do an Instagram live with somebody else. Every day, I'm going to make sure I put up a post on Instagram. Every day, I'm going to interact with my followers via stories. Uh, every three months, I'm going to organize a community event. Now you are talking. That's actual work. G- exactly. Do so you, is that all the thing they do? Yes, now. Ah, this community be noisy. I want to build community, but ah, this is your own thing. Serious. Because yeah, like people are like, we, we, it's easy to set a goal that is mm. outcome based. And it's even nice to talk about. It's even nicer to talk about. Yes, it. so it goes straight to you. Like your mm. friends go tell you, "Damn, that's a that's an amazing goal. <laughs> Lovely." You but you're not executing. Oh yeah, do the work. Do you get? So that's it's where the work that's the issue. Is. So we need to actually come back to like fixing process based mm-hmm. goals. Like, okay, what am I going to do by the hour? What am I going to do by the day? Who am I going to call? What email am I going to send? Mm-hmm. We need to break it down. Your visions, your visions and dreams should be big. Your goals shouldn't be. They should be small and actionable. People say if your vision, actionable goals. You know, your vision is not scaring, it's not big enough. I agree. Your goals should not scare you. Mm-hmm. Your goals is scaring you. You not do anything. Yes, because yeah, you need to be able to take it. Piss me by the because it's scaring you. You procrastinate. You be anxious. You you won't do anything. Dreams and visions scaring you. Great, like yes. Let's, but the day to day should not. Should not let's be talk about procrastination and anxiety in this space. I feel like. Content creators don't talk about anxiety as much here because we're at the mercy of Mark Zuckerberg or whoever is the owner of the app. <laughs> and sometimes it feels as you are only as good as your numbers. So yeah. I, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. I mean, we're posting it now. Yeah. But it feels like you just come out and say, consistency is the key. Let's keep moving. It's like it's not touch you. Mm. So I want to do like, for you, what is it like? You just go through Instagram without any anxiety. As I did now, you get some things where they procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> Please be honest. Uh, yes, now. Uh, that, this is, that's the tea. And um, two days ago, what's the day? Some days ago, I put up a, an announcement for my course. Um, said it's available for pre-order. A friend of mine texted me and said, "You, how are you so confident? Like, my brother. And I told her. Because when first, let uh, me see your video. <laughs> I said, God, this boy. <laughs> I said, talk the thing there. I said, this people don't fear anything for this life. Because literally, eh, sometimes to create, because no matter how much of a creator you've been, yeah. there's still that so nerving because sometimes you're, you're at the mercy of the algorithm sometimes. Yeah. So I'm just like, God, this boy is just, is the only one that this is not affecting. Because even my friends with a million or something followers are still going through that. Everybody. So I, I just want to say, first of all, it affects everybody. Right. So this is my friend I'm talking about, like, 
is a is an influencer that's like in the US, she's bigger than me and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, if they touch everybody, yo, like, and then I told her this video I put out today, I put it off for three weeks. Aha. Uh-huh. I put it off for three weeks because okay, so I, I was scared. I, I can finally relate to you, so we're on the same. <laughs> okay. Because I was scared mm-hmm. that what if I put this thing out and nobody Engage. signs up, you get? Because right. it wasn't for me. Like it wasn't even just engagement. I'm like, I need people to pay for my class. So imagine two people pay. They will come, come the group, come and say, ah, now let's go. This person we want to learn from. I need how the brain works. You get. processed all the negative I've processed outcomes. all the like, what is, So people will come pay, come and say, oh, now only two of them pay. <laughs> and now this guy won't learn content creation, bro. <laughs> so I don't already, I don't already calculate, go fast. Say, yeah. I can't do this. And I kept putting it off. Like, I'd already created the link. My assistant, they remind me every day. Every day, say them, can we post the link today? Say them, can we? I just did so not the guy. Because <laughs> I was afraid. I'm like, how do I it's tell my employee so that I'm afraid? I'm, I'm anxious. I'm like, please, <laughs> can I breathe? Like, it was crazy. So, I had to tell her all of that so she knew that. See, nobody say I know they fear. Like, at some point, I just, like, I'm just like, you know what? Let, let, let the world burn. So this is it now. So I got to the point where I was dropping the ball too much. I'm just like, you know, we'll see what will happen. happen. <laughs> and for every time I did that, we'll see what happened when, happen. when, when I finally just go through it, I'm just like, okay, that exactly. wasn't so bad. Exactly. Recently, I said I have anxiety with hosting. I've never, like people think I enjoy, I don't enjoy hosting because I'm naturally shy, but people don't understand that. They feel like the Instagram personality should translate to real life. To real life. But it takes me one week of prayer to finally hold mic <laughs> and host the event. And as I'm climbing that shit, I'm like, hey, back, oh, so please, God, help me. Hold me. Hold my spirit. <laughs> but once I start, okay. once I get into it, I get into yeah, it. But yeah. I initially have to psych myself mm-hmm. to host an event. I feel you. Uh, and those are things that other people will never be able to really understand. Yes. Like everything that goes into you being able to do what you do. Right. Um, I'm also an introvert. Like, you, they see how me and you, they talk mm-hmm. now. This is not how I sound in my videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I'm a lot more energetic mm-hmm. in my videos. It's an act. It's like, oh, there's a certain way I want to communicate to make what I'm saying memorable. Yes. So I yes. I have to get my energy levels up. Sometimes yeah. I have to play loud music and jump and dance before it's... I film. Okay. Do you get because my natural energy level is it's... not at that level. Wow. Right? But this is an act. This is something that's important to me. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I treat it as a performance. It's artistry. Like it's it's almost like you're an artist. Exactly. And it's like when I want to do TV, nobody can be in the room. It's like it's my coven. Exactly. It's my, altar. <laughs> exactly. I, so my brother doesn't understand it. Like I'm like, get out. Yep. <laughs> and I lock the door and I start. So, it's so interesting that people... So, people expect me to be the same guy when I... And half the time, I'm just like, eh, please, yeah. please just deal your day. But, yeah. I mean... It's, it's difficult to explain. Uh, somebody met me one day and was like, ah, why are you pretending to be shy? I'm like, that's what I did. It was already... It's true, actually. When I met you, I, I expected the same energy from... Like, this loud mouth from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is me. Or like, this is, this is just... Mm-hmm. I, of course, I do have to prepare to like right. every time I have to speak I have to mentally prepare and when mm. I go home I'm drained mm. like I literally can't even talk on the phone yes. for the rest of the day just because like I go out and I speak and I hug people and all that stuff so 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the anxiety, I think, is part of it. Uh, of course, if, if it's intense, people should speak to a professional. But how I manage it is I anticipate it. I understand that I'm not immune. Mm-hmm. So when I do have, when I do experience feelings that are scary, I just, I sort of remind myself that I'm human. I'm not special. I know past who they get anxiety mm-hmm. over small things where I don't do a hundred mm-hmm. times before. So you know, you know what's interesting. I wish that more successful people, not just even content creators, generally, would talk about the anxiety and how you know one of the things that I thought was going to change with me was that. If I attain some level of success, there'll be a level of confidence. I'll be more assertive about certain things. But I don't think that I've changed from the 12 year old that I was. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we just transform because yeah. we attain some level of success. No, we don't. Right. But people don't talk about it because all the successful people are like this in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them. Yeah, all the I mean, but... like this. You have to put your best foot forward, or at least that's how it's made to look like. You have to put mm-hmm. your best foot forward. But I think, I mean, like this podcast and a lot of other amazing platforms are creating spaces where people can talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And so everybody knows that almost it did touch everybody. Mm-hmm. You get like whatever it is you're experiencing is reaching everybody. And I always tell people that all your faves who are able to do what they do. They're doing it in spite of the fear, not because they don't have fear. Yes, yes. There, but there is such a thing as getting accustomed with your fear. Like you now have, like I always tell people that I have a, I have a healthy relationship with my laziness. I'm not a hardworking person. Me too. Right, but a lot of people will swear that I'm hardworking. I swear. When, it's, when they call me that, I'm just like, I'm a fraud. I'm a I big see, fraud. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not hardworking. When I want to make videos, I sit down and I make sometimes seven at a time or ten. Mm. And people are like, wow, that's mad because you're hardworking. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because I can't, I can't make yes. videos every day. Yes. If I had to make videos every day, I I'll would not have a career. Yeah. So the day where I feel inspiration... I go sit down, squeeze inspiration, <laughs> make like in, squeeze out. Because they drop a thumb, exactly, thumb, thumb. then I'll be dropping it, you know, while I'm inside my blanket. These are the conversations that we need to have because I, every time they, when they call me hardworking, I feel like a friend. I'm just like, guys, <laughs> if you really know that, sometimes I just want to chill in my house and just watch a movie. Yeah. So every like a lot of people have like a, a healthy relationship with their fear. Either they allow it fuel them or they've learned how to act in spite of it. Mm. And that's something that you can get accustomed to over time where you've done it over and over and over and over and over. Do you understand? So normally I fear go to this anyway. So it's like, oh, I'm feeling afraid. And I also remind myself that the reason I'm afraid is because I care. Mm. If I didn't care, I'll not be afraid. Mm. You think about all the times when you do not care. You know, you don't feel anything. The reason why you feel something is because I care about this enough that I want to do it well. Right. And that's why right. I'm afraid. It's not because... I feel like, yeah. for me, there's a little bit of perfection. I feel like perfectionism helps me douse insecurity. Yeah. I feel like if I'm perfect... Does it work? It never works, my brother. Because <laughs> I am such a perfectionist that I can be... I can want something to be so perfect that I'm not, I'm not, going, to, I'm not going to move on it. Yeah. And that became a problem. So yeah. I've just learned that, you know, just the drama, see, they go. Exactly. But, ah... I feel like perfectionism was my, one of my biggest problems. Yeah. I have lofty ideas. They have to be a certain way. Yeah. But to move on those ideas means that I have to move. Yeah. But because I have not thought about how perfect this will be, 
I can't move. Yeah, the, the, the thing, one thing I've also learned on my journey is that clarity comes on the road. Like, clarity no go meet you for house. Let me give you a friend. Never. Oh. That means I, no, okay. that means the, when I go come this <laughs> podcast again. But you be the first one I give this kind of friend. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, clarity will come to you mm-hmm. on the road. Clarity no go meet you for house. Right. So, we often have to take the first step and start mm-hmm. with what we have and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first version of WhatsApp? You couldn't send pictures. You couldn't send voice notes. You couldn't... All the things you can do with WhatsApp now, it was not there, but they dropped it anyway. Mm. And they had... Like, these were million-dollar decisions. Right? We, we The decisions that were going crazy about, they're not billion-dollar decisions. Yeah, true. Some of, well, you, you're a big man. But, like, my own... You want your Spotify, they play us. But, like, it's it's not, you know... So, these are decisions that are backed by a lot of money. And mm-hmm. they were imperfect at the beginning. And some, some of them, at some point, they could just decide, say, oh, this is not working. Let's we'll scrap it. Scrap a whole product that right. we've thrown millions into. So, that's something that's going to happen. I understand that as creative people, a lot of times we are attached to our ideas. We are attached to the things that we want to build, you know, and it's your baby mm-hmm. in a sense. You right. Know, so like, I need this to work. It has to work. But it doesn't have to. Like, you cannot, if it doesn't work, you cannot do anything, you know. Hmm. So. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. Thank you. For, thank you for that perspective. My pleasure. So, um, let's talk about faith. You know, I've realized that faith, I'm, I like Jesus, but I feel like you are more Christianese than I am. <laughs> Why the, would you call me Christianese? <laughs> <laughs> So let me I'm more Christian. When I go to your page, like at least me, I even they use secular song. You know, serious gospel. He used song from 2014. <laughs> this boy is an old Christian. <laughs> so why is it such a big part of the brand? And why have you never shared? Because I know friends who are really Christian, but it doesn't cross to their Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's something I respect. Yeah, you know, I respect it's that work, too as well. you know. If you worked at a bank, you'll not be sharing tracts yes, like, in customer care. True. Um, so I understand when some people decide not to do that. For me, it's, I think it's, it's just who I am. You know, um, the music I share is, is what I'm listening to. So I'm just like, oh, this is what I'm listening to. So like, I want to relate to what, you know, but I don't relate. Mm-hmm. So this is what I know. This is who I am. Yeah. Exactly. This is what I grew up mm-hmm. on. And um, I've had episodes where, of course, I grew up in a very Christian home. And thankfully, my parents weren't just religious. They were also incredibly spiritual. Like, I saw them live out their faith in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, times when they would hold on to God for real-life problems, not just mm-hmm. religious stuff. So, that's what I grew up around. But I also had a season of my life where my faith became my own. Mm. Uh, there was a period where I had a whole lot of questions. I still have a number of questions. I still do. But, mm. um, my faith has just now become my own. And I'm all, I also feel like, like I'm too grown to be, to be reserved about anything that's important to me. True. You know, there's True. no... True. I feel like you just get to a certain age where you don't really care what anybody else think, thinks I think, anymore. I think that's why I'm so recently I've been posting yeah. lots of... I can post... 20 scriptures on my story. Exactly. Before I used to feel very weird about it because, you know me, I've seen lifestyle. I see yeah. there, you know, I see mm-hmm. the town. I knew, but I, re- I realized that I couldn't help but post this thing because that's what I was doing at the time or yeah. my content is my life. Exactly. You understand? Sure, right. So, yeah. 
if I'm listening to um gospel music, I'm sharing from Spotify. I'm, exactly. And after a while, you know, I just say, you know, God, this is my reality now. Exactly. I'm going to share whoever is going to adjust. And over time, I just started seeing people who say, you know, what, I've not posted scripture today because some people will never go to their Bible. But you see, that's when I post on my yeah. stories. Yeah. That's what they're going to come to. Yeah. So, you know, I just, over time, just adjusted to, you know, it being a part of the brand. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, me. I'm, I'm not like an evangelist. I'm not trying to be a pastor. Nothing. I'm not like you know. I don't want that title. Exactly. But yes, every now and then I'll tell you something that happened yesterday. But before then, every now and then, like when someone has questions about their faith, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll come and ask me, and I like it. I don't put it out like, oh, if you have questions about your mm-hmm, faith, come mm-hmm, and ask mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But when people are like in a tight place. They feel comfortable enough to feel like, oh, I, th- I think Salem is going to have answers to this thing. And I'm always glad when they do that. And it's those posts I make that open the door. Do right, um, right. Yesterday, someone sent me a message. I said I was going to tell you. Someone sent me a message and said, um, I decided to come back to my journey with God. And I started going to church last week. Mm-hmm. And it was just based on how I saw you. Engaging. talk about mm-hmm. you know your relationship because i'm like i didn't really talk about mm-hmm. it but you know there's 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 little things there's people that a pastor will never be able to reach oh you're about to take me to this conversation i was going to go there <laughs> but let's go you know there's people mm-hmm. that a pastor will never be able to reach but they will, a, a salem king will, will yes. spark their curiosity you know you know you know, I'm, you I'm know telling my so. friends that in this season god is going to raise influencers because the message the gospel of christ will be spread anyway so God will find ways to use it. If it's not on the pulpit, it's going to come on social media, pick his influencers. Exactly. And, and, and I was telling someone that if Vicky James, who is a slay queen, yeah. <laughs> but doubles as a prayer warrior <laughs> slash singer slash everything, yeah. is likely to get across to more women or more people than a yeah. pastor with a whole congregation on a pulpit. Yeah. And, yeah. Because, and that's the same thing about influencers, right? There's some people who love you so much as Salem and mm-hmm. you influence their life so much that you influence every other thing. And faith might just be what God God wanted to bring them in. Yeah. But it wasn't a pastor because maybe all the messages we always heard is condemnation. Yeah. And But they're wondering, this is their favorite guy, Salem. Yeah. How come this guy can like God like this? <laughs> so, you know, some people will only come to you because they want to know your God because the kind of person that you are. Yeah. So, yeah. I, lo- I love that. I love that it, it opens the doors for conversations. Yes. Sometimes even with people who aren't Christians, mm. which I all, I deeply enjoy. Mm. You know, like at the end of the day, we don't have to agree or anything. But the fact that they they feel like you're a Christian, I don't believe what you believe, but I can have conversations about it with you. Yes. So that's something that sometimes the exterior that some people wear mm-hmm. doesn't allow them to be able to have. And me, because like I'm just some guy on Instagram. You let know, me, you can Let me tell you my best times. It's when I'm talking about Jesus over drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm not joking. You That's know, why. They always come to me with that look of, what are you doing amongst your sinners? And I'm like, you just start with sinners. <laughs> <laughs> so get the message yeah, across. But you know, you, know, you know, also, I've, I was raised in church, right? Yeah. But I've also now taking my faith for myself and yeah. understood Jesus to the point where I don't know if I'm correct to say this because people would 
take this out of context. But I can be having drinks at Obi's house. Mm-hmm. And if you just say, this is your Jesus, I don't sit you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's get into it. Yeah. I can f- literally forget what I'm doing mm-hmm. and talk to you about Jesus for the next 30 minutes. And I've done that to a lot of people who are like, hmm, guess I'll come to your church. You know how many people I brought to church? I mean, of my friends, celebrity friends who are going to say, you just need a bit of Jesus there. I'm not saying that you should stop being the color that you are. <laughs> because also like, the Jesus that I know is the guy that once he comes into your life, he will do the work. Yeah. As opposed to the other one, they will say, repent Change or die. Yeah. I'm not a repent or die Christian. I am a relationship with Jesus Christian. Yeah. So I feel like, no matter where you are, just can meet you there. Mm-hmm. You just need somebody who's the influence to bring you in. So with everybody that I meet anywhere, and they, talk, they want to talk about Jesus, and they first of all, they will come look and say, this one, you know Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But let me talk to you about him. And, yeah. and I think the way I break it down for them, yeah. because of how I see him, it makes them interested to say, you know what? Yeah. And every time I do that, I'm like, God, please, I've done my own. Continue with them. There's a rich, there's a rich perspective you have that a lot of people don't have because they're not you. Just right. based on the factors you've been exposed to, right? Uh, based on the life you have, you know, the experience you have, your expertise, your just everything that revolves around mm-hmm. you, your interests, your passions. Mm-hmm. There's a certain perspective that you have. That's just rich, mm-hmm. you know, that gives people something to think about in a different way. And, you know, even where I see a lot of Bible stories, you know, which, which is I was telling somebody that. I think, I think I did a video about the fact that, you know, when Christians, I know some, some Christians who are very Christianese, where yeah. when they see alcohol, it's like blood of Jesus. And I did a whole video saying, you know, I'm really sure that Jesus, in all his kingdom, kingly disposition did not change water to grape wine. Did they drag you? They, they which dragged me for it. But it was facts. I laid down the facts. You trust me to lay down the facts. I'm like, we clearly know that. By the time he changed the wine to well, water to wine, even the chairman of party said, where has this level of wine been? Because the level of alcohol we could only that wine. He <laughs> <laughs> shocked. It shocked the chairman of the party. Like, ah, you go. Okay, you brought you first brought Gogora and you had uh, Casamigos inside. That was the context. I think that was the context. But you know how Christians can be like <laughs> somebody say if you want to drink alcohol, don't be drunk of wine. I'm like, please. I know that my my Lord changed water to wine, and it was not grape wine. It was not just. It was actual distilled wine that has been fermented. <laughs> That's not the conversation, but I'm saying like, yeah. the way I tell the stories, it makes people want to come in. And I'm knowing relationship with God, um, I honestly think that God is, or Jesus is somebody that if he needs to fix stuff, if you have a relationship with him, mm-hmm. he will do it. My problem with Nigerian Christianity is there's too much works too much works to end God, how you should be, how we should be moving now that we are now saved. Yeah. But you realize that those people that do all those I am now saved thing are the ones that fall short. So, anyway, let me not get into church. Let's, let's move on from this. <laughs> I like I, how he became, he became the person at Obi's house. <laughs> like, you just became that person now <laughs> ah, that we, just gets into it and goes on and on. So, wait, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy talking about Jesus a lot because, you know, but this podcast is... It's a Bible-believing podcast. It's a Bible-believing podcast, as my producer has said, but it's also for the masses. Muslims, everybody watches this. I feel like over time, if I talk about Jesus, everybody will be saved. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure that every time I minister to them, I'm sure that God is taking roots in their spirits. <laughs> because this brother Michelle is now, she's not like so my producer <laughs> is a serious pagan. <laughs> and I just saw that light and darkness cannot cannot work together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every time I say, I say, every time I pray, I say, God, please, I put her in your in your care because you know we are, we are, we cannot be aligned. Oh, you understand? If she doesn't know you, because some things that happen on this podcast is from you through through me to her and to them. So Shasha, so one one of my guests came, and I I know normally she will be so uninterested when we start the Jesus talk because yeah. she believes in God but not in Jesus. I like. It's a problem here. <laughs> okay, so but yeah. I feel like she down she liked um one of the people that came and that, this yeah. one was full full on Christian and she, she said that you know if she opened the church she was gonna come and yeah. there's the spirit there. It's slowly but surely <laughs> very soon you'll be an usher in my church. Mm. <laughs> but let's move on from that. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna move on to another question that I ha- have from your Instagram. Okay. You know, before you got here, obviously. I, go, I use your Instagram videos for my own personal coaching. In fact, I won't even ask you for personal coaching, but I don't want to pay. This <laughs> 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 oh, me does, my guy. Oh my god! So when I want to write my book, I will give you a chapter. See, Salem King did this. I'll write your forward. Thank I got you. Thank you. So, I feel come for free coaching. I, I got you. Okay. So, because I, I go to your videos and I, I, I see how profound they are because, you know, as, as a creator myself, yeah. I need a bit of coaching i need a bit of um you know that thing where you need to fill the the pots where you're taking out from mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it's so funny that i can do that with your videos i can just go to some videos and i'm like oh this is this thing oh this is why it's like this i love that i'm honored oh yeah it's like i like respect is is what i i have towards you more than just saying i'm a guy you know <laughs> i really respect and i know respect a lot of people yeah but I really respect. Who they, who they look? And the nice people don't say I don't. Oh, that's more fun. I don't rate now. But but this guy, I rate you a lot. And and it's because of how honest and how valuable the information that you pass. It might seem like it's so trivial because you're doing black and white. You're jumping around. You're having a good time. Mm-hmm. But because I read a lot of books and I also know a lot of things about what you are saying. But it's from people who are way higher. But you find a way to like bring it down, mm-hmm. break it down for your audience, and it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some things that I, there's some videos that I watch that I want to ask some questions about, and I of wrote course. them down. Okay, so there's a video about burnouts. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk to me about it? Because I have been burnt out. Yeah, but I didn't realize I was burnt out. Yeah, in the video I talk about feeling burnt out, but not, but also like feeling like I haven't earned the right to, to be, be exhausted. Because yes. like, ah, where do you work where I don't? Yes. Where, which one of the all these, yes. you know? Like, are you rich? Why are you burnt out? I was, I was telling Bamisha that I've been working for over 10 years. I'm tired. Yeah. I have not caught one break. I just did also, like, no looking back. Yeah. A lot of the time, the reason why we're unable to put our finger on what it is that has us burnt out is because it's accumulated fatigue. Right. So it's not one thing. It's a million things that have just accumulated over a long time. One of the things that has helped me is incorporating rest into my routine. You know, so like my weekly routine, my daily routine. One of the things I do is I start my day out with a really long walk. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to, if you text me, I'm not going to answer. If you call me, I'm not going to answer you, except oh. you're my mother. Um, Are you good off social media too? Yeah. Today I've done over 10,000 steps, like early in the morning. So I do that. That's like me time for almost two hours before I get into anything. So at the time when I'm getting to work, I already filled myself up. Um, anytime I start to see that I'm burning out, I check my routines and see, okay, have I been giving myself me time? Have I been taking care of myself? Apart from... Because when, when you're when you're a create, creative or creator, you think about the rest of the world a lot. Yes. You know, you think about giving to everybody. You forget that before you're a creator, you're a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, you can only... So I only I remind myself that the healthier I am, the more I can contribute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's better for me to give from the abundance, from the overflow, than to oh I get I give I get I give. You know, so every time I catch myself being in that place where it's like oh I'm having to read stuff so that I can have something to post, mm-hmm. so that I can have something. To see. I just know that I'm running on empty and I need to take some time off. Sometimes it's difficult to take one week off or two weeks off or a long time, you know, because you have stuff going on. But in my experience, like every time I, every time I've been religious about building rest into my routines, I'm better off. So I don't, I don't like need that long, you know. I can just take two days and I'm fine. You know, my own problem is that when I'm trying to rest, my brain is constantly in the Y D X. What's going to happen to me? <laughs> oh my God, I've not posted in that many days. Uh, How will I survive? There are other content creators who are posting every day. Lord, please. I do. Well, New generation, don't uh, chance this, you. Uh, this, <laughs> this generation, they, they, they are aggressive. He posts four Yo. times a day. I'm like, I don't get life. Those TikTok kids, bro. You know, <laughs> you know one day, one of my, my former posts said, you know, you don't post as much. Can you go? I said, Liz, I'm older. I have real life problems. Exactly, you have a job. I have, I have podcasts now. I have a lot of things like, what? Like, like please, can you let me breathe? Because you know, also comparison is also a big problem in this space. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we compare ourselves to people who have ample time. Yeah, you cannot compare yourself to an eighteen year old who they are still giving money, who his job after classes to do TikTok, exactly for fun. He's not and. It's even better when there's no money attached to you. When you're not started making money at all. Exactly. It's fun and games. Nothing is at stake. I remember when I started branding. You know, that's like nothing when I thought I was a brand. And to post some certain videos I would normally post before for fun, I couldn't. Yeah. And I'm like, God, how do I find the balance between being a brand and, and just yourself. enjoying this content? Yeah. So that's also an issue. It's tough, man. It's tough. I think we all... The way me, I find the balance... When someone wants to make content, a basic content strategy is to think, who is this content for? What am I trying to address? Like, how do I want them to? How do I want to make them feel? And then, how does this align with what me I want to do? Mm-hmm. You get. So I think the content we put out should satisfy those, both those factors. Like, okay, there's an audience that wants to see this, mm-hmm. and there's me that I also want to create this, so that it's not because we end up being in this place where. You're just doing stuff for an audience, but you're not catering to yourself. I, I I don't believe that. Like, we work so hard to have this life. Right. How can we work so hard to have this life only for it to now become a prison? Do you understand? Like, I left 9 to 5. It was very difficult to not have a 9 to 5, to not 
know that oh every month this amount they come you get your hustle is random yes so random you get like it was it was such a risk but i took that risk to get myself to this point where mm-hmm. i can live my life on my own terms mm-hmm. so as much as possible we should still like find ways to just you know, because if you were working for a boss, you would enforce your leave. Now you go say, right. that my leave that I'm entitled to, that you put in my offer letter, I want it. That leave that it takes so next week. I, do you understand? So you <laughs> need to be able to treat yourself as an employee of yourself and mm. just enforce that. I pr- I'm praying to God for help me enforce it because even when I'm on holiday, I feel the bed does it look like, hey, Nigeria, what's happening there? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening now? You know, I, I had to pray about it last year. I did holiday. If I say my spirit is in Nigeria, day, I'm just like, God, you have to sort out this thing because how can I be on the full blown holiday <laughs> that I paid money for and still not have peace? So, yeah, yeah but I mean, I'm, I'm learning to be more intentional with the breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me move on to the next thing. Um, there was a video you, you, you put out talking about the validation from your colleagues and your peers. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you're performing, you always seek to impress, but if you're serving, you're always seeking to give. And I thought that was really profound. And the video just basically talks about how sometimes we are looking at our peers for validation as opposed to servicing the public. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal. And it's something I picked up from a photographer, Amazing Clef. You know, he made yeah. a video one time. And, like, it just changed my perspective because he was like, as creative people, we always want to hear somebody else say, ah, you bad. Yes. You know, as a photographer, as a designer, as an actor, as Even a Even their, their comments on our photos and exactly. videos. If some yes. people never come and say, now what they see, you see, they see, you pass Amabi. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but over time, I've just learned to be like, and when I, I learned this lesson really early, because when I first wanted to be a content creator, my parents did not understand. I don't think they still understand, but now they are more supportive. Like, okay, you know they beg us for money. You don't be popular. They're be talking like, about you. are proud of it you. It seems like you're yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But there was a time when they were really worried. Like, this picking away thing they do. You know, all those genuine worry. And they were not as supportive as I wanted them to be. There were thousands of people supporting me online. You know, saying, we love your stuff. All of that. But I didn't... I want, you wanted I, I want my dad to tell yeah. me he's proud of me. That's what mm-hmm. I want. You know? So, I had to learn that... This validation that I want from this particular person, it's okay if I don't if get it. This other one is going to be enough for me. One day I may get it. One day I may not get but it. But if it doesn't that's, come? But if it doesn't come, I will be fine. So that's a decision I had to make very early on my journey. So even now, you know, sometimes I want to... Like when like one awards they come or something, mm-hmm. and they, I know I don't see my name. I'm like, ah, see, I know... <sighs> See, I know. They do me too. You know, see, I know. See, I know. What, she I know my Mary black Tom. and white. <laughs> <laughs> see, I do. <laughs> but yeah. I just have to remind myself that, oh, there's a community that I'm serving and these people are, they're happy to be here. Right. These are the people I'm here for. This is my target audience. You know, um, even, and it's the same thing with even business people too. A lot of times we want to, you want the validation of other business people. Yeah. You want Forbes. You want to be in the newspaper. It's almost and like respect. You, you want that respect from somebody who's also in the playing field as you. Exactly. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's a strong contender. Exactly, but there's, a, there's, there's something very interesting. I went to school in Madonna, you know, Kija which is in Anambra State. Mm-hmm. And there's something really interesting I learned from just being in that environment. I met a lot of children who, like, worked in their family businesses. And their parents are filthy rich. They, like, these guys are bloody rich. They don't live on each other. They don't take vacation. All the, all the metrics you use to measure success as a Lagosian, like, oh, when you have money, them, yeah. you begin to do this. They don't do yes, any of yes. this. Like, they are playing a different game. Yes. And these are people that can buy you, buy your everything. Yes. They were billionaires yes. in Inui. Yes. But they don't, they play by very different yes. rules, you know. And if they want to travel abroad, it's China to go and bring goods. It's crazy. You know, they my, don't, they don't really... my granny still thinks that I am very crazy for traveling a few times a year. Countries <laughs> where I can be buying land. You can't even tell her how much you spend on it. I, because like, I stopped. Exactly. So, like, they have different priorities. So, I, those people, I learn a lot from them. is because the way in which they're able to just block their mind to what they don't consider important to them and just face front. They don't need to be in any newspaper. They don't need to be in any blog. They don't, need, they don't have social media. Their business no get Instagram. They don't have Google ads. He's on the streets. Do you get? <laughs> and so, that, that kind of laser focus you know, is something that we need to learn. And, and it's difficult when you live on social media where you're com- consuming thousands of videos in a day. I don't believe our brains were set up to handle yes, that amount of yes, information. Yes, it's too much. So that's stuff we need to protect ourselves from and, you know, from there. Okay, so before I let you go, like, I mean, <clears throat> okay, the praise file. Talk about the praise file that you took. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one. I learned from my friend Alma. Um... Every time. Get, I need to change my friendship circle. I don't know who said they learn from my own friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said they learn from them. Like my, I mean, they teach them all this, but I don't know. <laughs> they, they keep taking from me. Please don't kill me. But um, every time I get a compliment, every time I get something that mm-hmm. makes me happy, I take a screenshot and I have a folder on my phone called Praise File mm. that I just put them in. You know, so if somebody says, I love your content, this is how it made me feel, started doing this because of you, I experienced this group because of you, I take a screenshot. And I encourage people to do that. Um, you may not be a content creator who's getting compliments from strangers, but whenever you get a nice message from a friend or all the messages you get on your birthday, cut out those things, keep it because sometimes you go forget, say, yourself, you get level. Mm. You get like, no matter how amazing you are, there will be days when you... You don't feel like it. Yeah, you don't feel like it. You, and... On those days, your flaws will scream the loudest. Uh, like, tell me about everything this. that is wrong about you, you will come to the forefront. It will come to the forefront and, yeah. and now times 10 and in your, your mind, face. in yeah. your consciousness. And you forget every good thing you've ever done. You know, and those messages are reminders. For me, sometimes when you talk to a friend about it, you know, a friend will say, ah, why you go talk that kind mm-hmm. of thing? Like, see what you've done, see what mm-hmm. you've done. I, I do that for a lot of my friends too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you, there's no friend to talk to. It's, it's exactly. only you 2 a.m. in the night on your bathroom floor. 
You just need reason like, in your life. You useless boy. You know, <laughs> like that's what you, you mess up everything. Mm. You you know, you speaking to yourself in such a way that you wouldn't even allow somebody else yes, to speak to you. Yes. Um that praise file sort of allows you to find a way back to gratitude. Mm. You know, because me, I believe that at the end of the day, gratitude is gratitude is such a big deal. Like gratitude has to be woven into the reality of every day of our lives. It just helps you. It just helps you find your center. Yeah. It helps you know yeah. that I'm not worthless. I'm not here without anything. I have something, even when I feel like I have nothing. So that's one of the simple ways that I feel like technology can help us to stay centered. Thank you so much. Like, we could go on and on and on and on, but it would be like four, five hours. And I know you cannot just listen to a five-hour <laughs> podcast. Can't do extra two hours like <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Salem. Um... I just wanted you to drop like a word for like young people, content creators, you know, there's so much anxiety in the space now. There's so much knowledge that's peddled around about how people should be, yeah. how people should go about process, yeah. you know, that is almost like, it seems like truth, but it's not truth. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so just one word for young people, creators on achieving success in their spaces that's that, that is is rich that you'd ask me because me i don't achieve success but, but then again i feel like you also have a good head on your shoulders in terms of what your idea of the process should be yeah i agree with you yeah um i think i would just say good things take time mm-hmm. and time is your ally like time is not your enemy that's like you're running out of mm-hmm Time is a revealer. Time is time is on your side. Like start, you know, people always like we, we've 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 been socialized in culture to feel like oh, time is not on your side. Mm-hmm. Time is money. Time we always we almost always speak about time in negative right. connotations. But mm-hmm. time is your ally. Time is your friend. Time is here to like prove who you are. Mm-hmm. And clarity will come on the road. There's no anybody you see that blows overnight did not blow overnight. There's no such thing if we're being very honest, as anybody who just, out of nowhere, check, yeah. check their history. You know, is the blowing, is the public blowing we know about. Yeah. We don't know about their history. Right. They're always coming from somewhere. You know, there's people who found out about Bonaboy only last year. Like, ah, oh, there's this big African guy. That's yeah. who he is to them. Right. right? But is we know that been in, doing, he's yeah. been on the grind for a very long time. Mm. So, um, yeah, clarity will come on the road. Good things take time. Um, Allow yourself. Go slow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Salem. Please help me send out the show. This has been an amazing conversation. Hi, my name is Salem, and I've had an amazing conversation on Tea with Tay. Like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. See you in the next episode. No, it's Tay that will see you. See you in the next episode. (laughs)